Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is Turn Your Mind from a Liability into an Asset. And we'll be, we'll be speaking about mindset, prosperity, and love. And this is what we'll be talking about further. And I'm going to be, our guest, of course, I, let me tell you who my guest is, Mike Kitko. And let me tell you, I'll, I'm going to get into Mike in a moment. But first, before I do that, I'm going to say what Mike is about in his voice. And I hope uh, I do you justice, Mike. And if not, please forgive me. So most people struggle, really struggle to create real wealth, do only what they love and feel a sense of happiness on a daily basis. Do you know why? Their minds are liabilities which work against them. Their minds constantly scream worry, doubt, and fear with every decision they make. People who have already created wealth, success, and happiness have minds that are an asset that work for them, not against them. Their minds inspire certainty, confidence, and courage. Have you ever noticed that you have voices speaking to you all the time? You can pretend that you don't, but thoughts, worries, doubts, and spirals of doom appear randomly. The primary factor that determines your results is not your drive, talents, or effort. Your results are most often determined by your interaction and relationship with your inner voices, which only influence every single decision you make and action you take. Mike wants to help you turn your mind into an asset capable of creating anything you want. How was that, Mike? Was that was that okay? I'm not sure if we need to go on with the podcast, Tony. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks. Great. Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else, say hello to Mike Kitko. And let me tell you his biography real quick before we get into the conversation. So uh, Mike is the founder and CEO of Inner Wealth. He is a proven executive level level coach with a track record of moving the needle in every dimension of his students' lives and businesses. With over 15 years of Fortune 500 executive experience and over five years working directly with business owners around the world, he will inspire you to levels of wealth, success, and happiness you've only dreamed possible. He's been dubbed the business Buddha. I love that because of his way of positively impacting your your internal joy and external wealth and success. Mike, I love what you're about. Welcome. Thanks, Tony. It's great to be here. I, I'm just, I'm listening to it and I'm getting all emotional just hearing it. It's, uh, it, all I can say is it's really fun to be me. Let's start there. I, you know, I feel the same way. So a lot of, a lot of times when people will say to me, Tony, you know, what are you crazy? I'm like, if you have any idea how much fun crazy is, uh, how much fun it is to be me, you might want to be more like me. 
<laughs> no doubt. Hey, let, let's start that in 2016. I put the barrel of a gun in my mouth. And when I pulled it back out, I started living life like the, of my dreams instead of like life the hard way. And it's, it's been fun ever since. Did you really do that? I did. Wow. I did. That that's where that's where this journey all started. That's why the the transition from executive level uh corporate exec to to my own business and working with people around the world. Well, you know, that's something else we have in common. You know, it was it was for me, it was 1995. I didn't put it in my mouth, I had it on my temple, but mm. uh I heard God, and I say that in the most non-religious way possible, because I said, God, is there anything else before I pull this effing trigger? And uh, I'm not saying I heard the voice of God, but I heard something that said, Absolutely. put that down. And I laid in bed for three days, clicking my heels together. Well, not my heels, my toes, until I, until I finally said those magic words to somebody. And that was, I need help. And it, I've been on really that journey, really ever since that culminating, uh, that climactic point for me, uh, you know, in my, my life of personal development. I think you can relate to that. Brother, it sounds like I'm just 11 years behind you, right? So, I mean, or, well, no, shit, it's more than, what, 20, 21 years behind you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, very similar uh, story, you know, the, pulled the, literally pulled the, the, the barrel out of my mouth and figured if I didn't have the courage to pull the trigger and, like, if everything that I have learned in my life up to that point about about marriage and about health and about, I was 300 pounds and I was up to my eyeballs in toxic use of alcohol. And uh, if everything I learned in my life about career, I hated, you know, I just gotten fired from my second executive level position in about 20 months, just a couple of days before. But um, if everything I had learned about marriage and, and career and health and relationships and all of that got me right there, then obviously I had nothing figured out. And, and I think that's probably the epiphany you had too, right? It's like, yep. holy oh, shit, yeah. like all the beliefs, all the thoughts, all the perspectives, all the, you know, everything that I have formed, the identity I formed up to that point got me to that point. So it was all garbage. Yep. It's like, so that that's not the life of my dreams. If I'm not going to pull the trigger and end it all, uh, I'm going to do this thing a little differently because I'm on bonus time. And I say that a lot often now. I, you know, I'm in, I'm in the bonus, literally. I'm in the bonus. I'm not even supposed to be here. And it's awesome to be here. And I'll never do anything that I hate ever again for the rest of my life. And it's fun to be me. That, uh, life's too short to mess around with the stupid stuff, man. Uh, no. You know, it's too short for that. And we've already gotten into it. You know, great coaches always have a great backstory. You've already began, begun yours in, in telling us, uh, but uh, you want to elaborate a little bit more about your backstory? Yeah, so Marine veteran, um, I was between the I, two golf I'm, wars. I'm an, I'm an ex-paratrooper, 82nd Airborne Division, so we got even more in common. There you go. See, I mean, there's the reason why we're on this, on this uh, podcast, man. So uh 90s 92 to 97 i was in the united states marine corps got out of the marine corps um between the gulf wars so not a combat vet i want to make sure that you know no no stolen valor here um but i i got out of the marine corps jumped into corporate in the into the corporate world look here's the i think it's called the, the dunning kruger effect i believe i can't remember what it's called but yeah dunning kruger when, when you look at all the um most successful people, the most successful people, people at the top of the list, they always think they're on the verge of getting fired and people on the bottom of the list are, you know, they feel like they're God's gift. Well, I, I always 
felt like I was like on the verge of getting fired. And what happened, what was over time, I would just keep getting promoted and, and trained and sent around the world and, you know, sent from organization to organization and recruited to different businesses. And I just kept ascending this ladder of corporate. And I'm like, holy shit, it's just a, there's just a few minutes before they figure out that I'm not that good. And it's like the, the higher I went on the ladder, the, the more it felt like it was all falling apart. And literally I, I, I ate myself to death and I drank myself to death. And, and I was just so full of worry and anxiety and panic and inadequacy and insignificance that, I mean, I just, I just didn't enjoy any aspect of my life, Tony. And, and after a long, really long run, successful running corporate, it all started like the wheels started falling off and I fell into addiction. My wife fell into addiction. We were toxic at home. My kids grew up in a physically, mentally, emotionally abusive household. They saw dad basically start to, you know, eat and drink himself to death. And mom was paralyzed in bed on pharmaceuticals and, and they just, they, they, they saw a war zone, but anyway. Well, I really um, appreciate how forthcoming you are about all that. That is, that's fantastic. By the way, I'm a recovered alcoholic as well. So man, we, we're like brothers, man. <laughs> Lifelong friends, right? Yeah. Without, and we're just getting started, but. This is the beginning um, of our I, relationship. I, I, I I share all this because there are people out there with masks like I was with yes. masks and body armor on that feel like if, if somebody knew the truth of what was going on in their lives. But, you know, it, it's a it's a Buddhist it's a Buddhist story, a Buddhist metaphor. If we all sat around a campfire and told our deepest, darkest secrets, we'd all laugh at each other for lack of originality. Right. <laughs> so so we're all suffering from the same shit. And when, when somebody steps up and says, here's all the garbage, then everybody else feels more normal. But um, 2016, I got fired from, from that, thank God, from that second uh, executive position in about 20 months. And it literally was the the, the thing that put my life back together because it, it helped me, I kind of, I guess, peel back what wasn't working and what, what I was doing out of force and out of like the belief that that's what I should be doing instead of that's what I wanted to do. So my growing up and, and you and I were talking before we, we started recording, I grew up, I'm a Baltimorean. I grew up in Baltimore. My father was a, you know, 30, 40 year union steel worker working. You got to work hard for your money. Uh, you got to get dirty. If you don't work, you're lazy. Making money's hard. I heard it all. And I made, I set out to make my dad really true. And when things came easy, I made them harder for myself to, to prove him right, right? That his belief was right. And, and, and your beliefs create your reality and your beliefs create your outcome and every like freaking cliche in the world that's correct, but we hear it a lot. And I had to, I had to like relinquish all my beliefs and start to understand why do I believe this garbage? And when things came easily, why couldn't I just enjoy it instead of making things harder? Like you give me a raise and I would extend my work day to justify the raise. It didn't make any sense, but that was all hindsight. And I, I, I was, I started to try to get back into corporate and I went on a bunch of job interviews and, and I came in, you know, runner up four or five times. And it was obvious that my time in corporate had expired. It's like life was giving me that message. You're done. That window is closed. But how specifically, I mean, you told me about your trouble, your internal huh? trouble, but what were some of the messages about your external career there? Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, when I would go on a job interview, 
I, I was just this close to getting, you know, like I said, four or five executive level positions that I was on paper qualified for, but I just really couldn't get across the finish line. And, you know, I mean, being living in money fear, you know, and, 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 and the reason you take jobs that you hate is because you're scared of money. That's why, right. Yeah. The reason you kill yourself for success that you don't need, that you kill yourself for money, that you take jobs and you, you make life really hard is because you're scared of money and, you know, you're suffering from insecurity. Right. And it's like, I would, I would go on a job interview and on paper, I was, I was highly uh, experienced and I was highly qualified, but there was just always, you know, over the course of eight months when I was interviewing, there was just, there was just always a reason why I wasn't the right guy. And when I came, I remember I came home and I was frustrated on that fourth or fifth interview. And, and I just, I just told my wife, I said, listen, I'm, I'm not going, I'm not going back to work in corporate. I'm done. And she's like, we need a job, right? You need to, we need to make money. We need, we need security. We need health benefits. And I'm like, there's only one thing, Tony. And this is, you know, this is, this was the, 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 the moment of truth, right? I had already hired a coach, by the way. So I already had somebody oh, helping really? me put my life back together. Yeah. So asking for help. Right. And I, I said, there's only one thing, two things that I ever really loved in corporate. And that was building people and building teams. That's, that's, that's the only, those are the only things I ever cared about. And if you look at the thousand things that I did, I love those too. I hated the other 998, but I thought I needed to do the 998 to be able to do the two. And yeah. it's not true. Yeah. And then I, I decided to, to, you know, launch, to, to create a job for myself <laughs> and launch a business, which is essentially what I did. And in my first full year in business, after I started putting my life, I started losing weight. I broke out, you know, I, I was done with the alcohol, you know, and I, I gave it that a really nice pause for a long time. And, and I started, I put my marriage back together. I filed for divorce to put my marriage back together. But anyway, things started building in my life. And in the first full year of business, I exceeded any corporate income that I ever that I ever achieved. Any any amount of pay that I did in in corporate, I exceeded that in my first full year in business. Okay, let me let me hold you there for a second, Mike. Okay, so you you fed up with the life that you were living. You had serious mm -hmm. issues, and you said, "That's it. I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to be yep. a, a a coach and a team builder." Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and you were very successful at it. It was that yeah. simple when you turning, turning your life around. Well, I, I think when you're really good, the things that I put in work every day. <laughs> so let's, let, let's say that, right. It, exercising, making sure I wasn't putting garbage in my face anymore, you know, doing internal spiritual work to understand my beliefs and my thoughts and my programming and my conditioning and why I had suffered my whole life. And, uh, I mean, more, more shit, right? Molestation at a very young age and, and abandonment and, and abuse and growing up in a, in a really violent home, um, understanding all that and starting to heal all of those stories that were running rampant inside of my mind, right? And inside of my body. And that's the, the mind of a liability, the mind that's a liability. That's where the worry, fear, and doubt comes from. It's those past experiences that are traumatic that you're running from. 
And when you start to resolve all of those internal conflicts, when you start to resolve the internal stories and the fear and the worries and the doubts and the, 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 you know, the violence that I expected and anticipated on a daily basis, then your mind starts to quiet and become more peaceful. And when you do something, you do it with more conviction and more power and more certainty and more purpose and more passion. And people reward that. This life rewards people that are confident, courageous, and certain, right? And convicted. So you decided to heal yourself finally. He's like, okay, I've been running running off my patterns, my negativity, my trauma. Absolutely. I'm going to do, I'm going to have a new career of working for myself, but I have to heal myself to do this. Is that how it went down basically? Yes. And, and, and so my tagline, right. So I I turn millionaires into happy millionaires and, (laughs) and the reason the the way I do that is to help them heal their internal conflict, right? Mm -hmm. It's there when, when someone has all the money that they need in the world and they still wake up in money sweats is because they've got internal conflict raging inside of them that they don't know how to deal with. They thought that they've got they've got cancerous money, but money beliefs, and then they pile money on top of it, thinking that the money's going to solve the the money fear, and it doesn't. Well, that's what happens when you're molested when you're a child, and now the world, like you, you first of all, you feel like your body and your physical presence is meaningless, and and it serves no purpose, and it's just a waste the waste of space, and there's shame inside of you, and then you go out and put money and success on that, trying to trying to feel better, and you never quite escape the the pain of that trauma that's happening. Absolutely. So when when we go inside of us and we understand those old stories and we understand those fears and worries and doubts, but you got to stop running from them. And this is where the, you know, eliminating the alcohol and stop escaping and eliminating the overworking and over eliminate the, 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 the oversexing and the watching endless amounts of television. And literally for the first time in my life, facing myself and facing the past damage that was in there. And Absolutely. When I, when I was a life coach, my uh, clients would say, uh, Tony, all right, I want to pursue this goal and that goal and, and so I can be happy. And I say, okay, great. We can pursue these goals. But the first thing we got to do, the preliminary thing is, how can you get happy today? Yeah, <laughs> because that's absolutely. the thing. That's the thing. Because if you think that's going to make you happy, you'll be a long, there'll be a long list of things that will not make you happy. Uh, so, so two approaches. One is when, when, when somebody signs and, and, you know, when, when they're a new client and you, you express that, Hey, do you really want that money or, or do you really want the emotional payoff that you think money's going to give you? Right. If that doesn't work, then, then an old mentor of mine says, give them what they ask for until they let you give them what they need. Like, Oh, yes, yes. If they think money's going to solve their problem, let's, let's like, let's make them gag and let's, let, let's, let's shove so much down their throat. Like they'll finally get the hint that no amount of money is going to solve their internal conflict. And then they'll finally say, okay, that's not working. What will work? You, you heard that resonate with me because I've dealt with that numerous times. It's like, okay, I'll help you. But I, I got to caution you. There's some deeper stuff here, but you know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> do you, do you really like, I, look, I love money. I love materials. I love experiences. I love all, I love the world. I love the, the physical world that we get to live in, but Anything that we want that here's, here's a a quote, guys, write this down. If you get a, like the thing you want will not solve the problem that you have. The problem that you have is that you think you have a problem. 
right? That's the problem that you have. And that, Tony, that's exactly what you were talking about. Why don't we just get happy right now? Because you think you have a problem, but you really don't, right? We're just rejecting and fighting life and, and we're in hand-to-hand -hand combat with life. Life is beautiful. Life's awesome. Life's bringing you experience after experience after experience. And there's some of them that you'll just, you'll, you'll appreciate and uh, you'll digest and you'll play with. And some of them, you just don't want any parts of them. Well, what if we turn all of those other ones that you're rejecting, those experiences that you're rejecting, and let's find some joy in there. Let's find it where there's growth, and let's find where where you're 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 getting the healing uh, the healing opportunities that you wanted. You just don't want to face yourself, and that's why you you reject and resist those experiences. What if we just learn to enjoy all of it, and then everything starts expanding from there? Your wealth, your success, your happiness, your joy, peace, prosperity, love. All of it will expand when you just stop fighting life. Absolutely. Great stuff. Let's take a moment to hear, to hear from our sponsor. It will come right back with Mike Kitko. Great stuff, Mike. I'm really enjoying it. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio, perhaps the most common method that coaches worldwide use to get undisputable results for their clients is NLP. Visit www.proficio.io. That's proficio.io, where you can make the changes you want and get the results you dream of. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're having a fantastic conversation with Mike Kiko. He already told us about his background and how he, he changed things around, to say the least. Uh, but, you know, just to uh, just to put a cap on, the, on that part of the story, um, how quickly did you make those changes for your own life and how did you, how did you make them quickly? It, I mean, they don't stop. Right. So I, I don't want to, there was no point where I was just, I had arrived, but March, here's the timeline. March, 2016 uh, was my March 18th, 2016 was my, my, my termination day. That was when, like, that was when it all ended. April 1st, 2016 was that, that was the moment of shift. That's the moment that, I literally almost killed myself. I got up, I came downstairs, like, like literally after I took the, the, the barrel out, it was like, let's, let's do something different with our life. And I came downstairs and I'm, I'm in my basement right now, my basement studio. And I had a, a treadmill down here and this is documented in my first book as well. But um, I jumped on the treadmill for the first time in, in freaking five, six, seven years. And it's the first time I, I did any physical exercise and I was 300 pounds. And I was like, I couldn't even breathe. I was so big. But the point is, is that's when life really started to change. And that's when I made a decision to live life completely differently. I filed for divorce in June of 2016. It's because my wife was in active addiction as well. And when I started making all these changes and all these positive, you know, things started to happen in my life, she fought even harder because misery loves misery. Like she didn't, she did, she wanted to be out of addiction, but she didn't think she could. So when I started like breaking addiction and breaking that toxicity, she tried to pull me back in. So I filed for divorce. And the next day after I filed, she came downstairs crying. I was on a, I was on a couch in the morning and she came downstairs. She's like, I don't want this. I don't want divorce. But the night before, when I told her, I, I literally filed after threatening all those years, you know, I told her I filed. She laughed at me because she was still high and she was still like she was she was using and the next morning it's like she started crying and it's like I, I never wanted this I don't want this how do we put this thing back together and we went we went to NA um, yeah, so, so did I. 
that that night and that that was like we've had some hiccups since right but the point being is that was a big moment because that's when she said okay i'm i can't continue to live in the same old life that was a big moment for us fantastic so you had you had an internal thing and your wife had the external one which was you saying this i can't yeah. do this anymore but whatever it was but of course that shifted her internally uh, there's only there's only one reason someone makes a significant change in their life and you expressed ready. it and i expressed it they there's enough pain if there's not enough pain, human beings will live the most mundane, mediocre, average, safe, the groundhog day life because there's not enough pain. But the more pain, the more reason there is to create a significant shift. And that's why typically with people that are living awesome lives, like full of experiences and full of wealth and full of success and full of happiness and joy, there was a moment, there was like a shadow moment where they had to face like a specter of death in their, their deepest shadow because the, the deeper the pain somebody experiences, the more light that's gonna show up in their life. Right. So the people living nice, safe, bubble wrapped lives, they're keeping themselves mediocre for the rest of their life. Right. The problem uh, with addiction, addiction is a form of amnesia. You know, I, I quit. I took me eight years to finally become successful in recovery and, and about 600 attempts, 600 times I quit. And I didn't forget every time I quit. I remembered, but I always forgot why. I always forgot the pain I was in when mm. I quit. And that was and that was key into becoming successful in my recovery is remembering that pain, uh, not in a toxic way, just in a way that I wouldn't forget where I where I entertained the ridiculous thought that I, I uh, using drugs is something I, I might want to do. Right. It, when when there's enough pain, human beings can make the most radical transformation. But until that until that that last freaking what is it hay piece of hay on the camel's back straw on the camel's back until that moment there's just not enough and you're just going to try to deal with it right and and and, and be okay with it but um i now experienced that, enough pain and you did too mike was that your shift into personal development i know you were in the corporate world uh and obviously you, you went on become you left it became your own boss it became a, a coach an executive coach and which is all about personal development or in our team development. Uh, but was that your shift into personal development or did you have anything preceding personal development before yeah. that? Yeah, in the corporate world, I always studied, you know, good to great and, and you know, first break all the rules and, um, you know, all, all the all the corporate type Cor books, right? right. Corporate so they were very business oriented and leadership oriented. Yeah. And when I started this journey, you know, it's somewhere... Uh, probably, probably April, May of 2016, I started, I started re really heavily reading, right? I had a lot of time on my hands with nothing to do. And I really started diving into a lot of, lot of self-help and personal development books and Eckhart Tolle became a homeboy, right? Oh, Eckhart awesome. Tolle and the, oh, the power now. And it was the first time that I, I heard this the other day, right? This is really cool. Okay. So meditation is reflecting. Well, let, let's talk about this. Concentration is putting all of your focus on one single point. That's what concentration is. Meditation is turning that focus inward. Okay. And when, when I started this journey, 
when my, you know, my mentor was trying to get me to meditate and, you know, just sit and go inside and understand it wasn't clicking, Tony, it wasn't clicking. And it wasn't, it wasn't probably until the eighth, ninth, 10th time that I tried that I actually like turned that focus and that concentration inward. And I'm like, what the hell is all that shit? <laughs> like I never paid attention to what was happening in my mind and in my body and in my emotions. So it's like, I didn't understand what was happening in there. All of these voices, all of this insecurity, the worry, the doubt, I had never really paid attention to it. And what I've learned all these years, it was always there. It's not like that was brand new, but it was driving me unconsciously. And I was just reacting to it, thinking it was all true and thinking it was all right. And these stories that I was hearing in my mind were, were all right. And that's why I live such a miserable life. But this is why meditation and contemplation and, and understanding your and self-mastery, understanding what's happening in your mind and body, this is why it's so important. Because if you don't understand what's happening in there, then you're a victim of it it's it literally is your slave and your body and your mind are are your masters your mind and your emotions are your masters instead of them being vehicles and mechanisms and tools to help us you know create what we want to create we're just reacting and responding trying not to like feel and think and 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 you know experience all this fear that's the stories are fearful and then the voices in your head three of them are, are based on fear one of them is based on joy but if you don't understand what's happening then you're you're going to succumb to all the fear-based stories and voices that are in there that you don't even you're not even aware of you know one of the things absolutely of course i agree wholeheartedly <clears throat> uh one of the things that I strive to help people do, but it's more of a peripheral thing. And when I, when I was a life coach, now I'm, now I'm the head of a technological coaching company, but, and I've created a virtual coaching program, but my program is to coach people to learn other people's courses. But part of my content and what, you know, I, I, I'm introspective and I share something about myself is that I'm a very expressive person and, to, and it's a huge asset. It's, it's really some, not just an advantage, but something that really helps me have a life uh, that is much more satisfying because when you bottle things up or worse, suppress them, you know, and, and don't even deny and don't even admit to yourself that you got them, it, it creates such turmoil inside. And by letting it out, hopefully in a healthy way, <laughs> uh, then, you know, you let it out and there's, there's, there's no pressure building, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah, go the, on. The the expression of shame in a safe place creates relief yes. and healing yes. and freedom, right? People, people bottle up their shame and they don't feel like there's a safe place to really express it. And that if people knew what their, what this shame was all about and their stories and, and all, you know, the, the stuff that's happening in their body, they, they thought, they think that if they ever expressed it, they'd be rejected at a deeper level. And when you find a safe place, and this is why, you know, NA and AA, I mean, that's the whole point of this is you're in a safe place and you yep. can express your shame. Absolutely. And when shame meets the light of day, it, it can't stand a chance. Yep. Shame, shame can't stand up to light, right? Shame will, shame dissolves in light. So this is, this is why I have coaching groups and I'm sure you've, you know, you, you've facilitated coaching groups is because when you get the right people together in a mastermind setting or, or in a circle setting, and they start to share their deepest, darkest tragedies, traumas, pain, 
it starts to dissolve and evaporate. And, and when the shadow starts to evaporate and dissolve, the light becomes brighter. And this is why we, we live such a joyous life is because not that, not that we've escaped our pain is that we've, we've dealt with it. Yeah, we've we dissolved it. it. We faced run it. From it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. Mike, let's take another moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll come back with this awesome conversation we're having. This episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by Perficio. How's your financial health? Are you ready for emergencies? What if you actually had in you the wisdom of Benjamin Franklin? There's a reason why his face is on the $100 bill. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O. Where you can make certain that you're on the road to be financially independent no matter what happens. You're all listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozzo. We're having an awesome, vivacious Really, I think valuable conversation with Mike Kitko. He's tell us he told us about where he came from and the changes that he decided to make in his life, and about the therapeutic value of, ther- of ways to be therapeutic and to change your life so that it's a life worth living and, and self satisfying. Great, great, valuable stuff. And let me get to the next question: What's the biggest challenge you see people face as a coach and otherwise? Yeah, I, I think that they think that something on the outside of them is going to change the emotions that they're experiencing on the inside. Um, we we live in a life, Tony, and where where we we celebrate wealth and materials as as a, a means of significance and as a means of security and as a means of like proving ourselves adequacy and and what what's happening is that there's there's a there's some kind of a lack inside that we're always trying to to fill from the outside and um if you don't understand if you don't understand that that lack nothing outside of you can give you the permanent feeling that you're looking to to feel inside you're you're just you're going to run for the rest of your life right there's there's you're either running from fear or you're just trying to create a new experience that you get to experience, but that new experience isn't going to solve a lack inside of you. And like people that have evolved that are farther along on the, on the journey, they, they realize that nothing outside of them is going to fix their emotional signature inside, but people that are still living a materialistic life, that next million, that next comma, that next zero in the bank account, the next bends, the next business, the next whatever is going to like fill some internal void. It'll just never happen. This is why, you know, millionaires kill themselves because they the money is going to solve all their problems. And then when they have all the money and they're not enjoying it and they're in the same like emotional state that they were before and fear and waking up in the middle of the night. This is why this is why they end their lives, man. This absolutely is, the only difference in the, the only difference between a depressed person and a depressed millionaire is a million dollars. That's it. <laughs> There's a million dollars. It's just a million dollars. And you know what you was what you were saying reminds me of a relevant uh, quote, and that is um, everyone wants to change. Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing themselves. <laughs> it, it's it's frightening. 
holy shit, you know, early on that when, when, when I was first starting the practice of contemplation and meditation and, and introspection, right? When you start to, when you start to look inside to see what damage is in there, it's freaking frightening. And it's the most courageous thing a human being can possibly do is to be radically honest with himself and, oh, and radically transparent, right? But this is the only way you can fully get back into integrity and, and congruence. You know, I was just talking about this just this morning, I think, uh, and it was a continuation of a conversation that I had last night. You know, like I said, I was in the rooms of AA and NA. yeah. uh, I'm only an inactive member at best right now. And I have a lot of great things to say about them, but I also can warn people of the minds to avoid. Uh, but it's great. I, you know, you. I feel you. 99.9% of the audience listens, but for those who wanted to see the expression on Mike's face just a moment ago, go over to YouTube. He really <laughs> resonated with identification. I feel you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, and of course, everyone knows about the universal value of honesty, but, you know, but as Mike already described people, we wear masks. We always, we always wearing masks to hide things about ourselves. But anyway, get to getting to the point, the, they're in the, in the, the 12 step fellowships or programs of AA, NA, Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, and now there's a hundred other fellowships. Uh, the, there's 12 steps and they're all really, they're different principles, but they're all just deepening levels of acceptance. But the first step is the principle is honesty. When most people come into the rooms and they see this, these 12 steps on the wall or whatever, and they, they, they consider that they have to get honest, honest. Most of them say, that's it. I can't even do that. Never mind the, the other friggin' 11. Honest? All I do is wear a mask. And the only, thing I, only exercise I get is changing maybe one mask to another from work to here. You know, hiding, hiding, much, hiding my insecurities, my fears, my troubles, my all this stuff, always hiding it. You know, that is, getting honest is a, is a radical thing for a lot of people. I, my, my wife says it best it, is that she would lie just for the sake of lying when she was in addiction. Wait, there was there was no value and there was nothing to hide, but she would lie just because in, in, in active addiction, it's just what we do, right? We just lie. That 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 was it's kind of part of our identity for whatever reason. We just think that we hide every aspect of ourselves and we become masters at it. And this is why this is why addicts, <clears throat> so many people. Um, you know, they take advantage of so many people and they, you know, they'll, they'll tell them what they want to hear so that they can get the, the resources that they need to continue their, you know, their fix or whatever, their, their addiction, we become master manipulators and master liars. And then after, after we start to break free from our addiction and resolve our addiction or, 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 you know, whatever, uh, whatever you want to say, I, I, I do believe we can, we can uh, resolve our addiction. I do believe this. Some people say you can't, but I do believe that. But after after we're down the farther down the journey, right? We we it, it, it's because we've gotten radically honest and radically clear with ourselves, and and we don't lie to ourselves anymore. And when we just we get the impulses, but we just don't react to them. That's the difference, right? Human beings, we have internal impulses that are always trying to get us to do something that's familiar. And 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 the, every addiction is based on one thing: more, just more. Doesn't matter what it is. This is why there's there's money addiction, there's gambling addiction, there's sex addiction, there's drugs and alcohol, there's you know whatever porn Any, addiction. Anything that gives a person pleasure can become an addiction. 
dopamine hits. That's that's it. Just right. looking for a dopamine hit. And then here, Tony, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind for a second. People, when when I when I ask somebody, a client, student, prospect, and say, hey, here's what I want you to do: just sit on your couch for a half an hour with no distractions, with nothing to do, and just like close your eyes and just like watch what's happening in your mind. They say, but that's boring. And all boredom is, is the gap in between dopamine hits. That's it. <laughs> it all boredom is, is the gap in between dopamine oh, hits when great. your mind is looking for its next fix. Right, right. And, sure. and this is why people become addicted is because we're, we become addicted to dopamine and we need it. And as soon as one dopamine hit starts to dissolve, we start to look for the next one, yeah. right? And when we recognize by understanding ourselves at a deeper level, introspection, contemplation, meditation, when you see all the chaos that's raging inside of you, you can pay attention to the dopamine hit that's, or to, to the impulse to go and get that dopamine hit. But you learn that you don't have to honor it. You can recognize it, Absolutely. but you don't have to honor Rec it. This recognize your thoughts instead of being a slave to them. You know, I've said this many times, I'll say it here because it's so pertinent. You know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm committed to personal development. I'm into all these philosophies and psychologies. I'm a certified practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, a certified coach. Great stuff. Love it. But the most profound thing I ever did was to get clean and sober. And that's available to any person. You don't have to be, you know, a coach or whatever. You don't have to be an NLP. Just a desire to get real to stop running away from your feelings and quote unquote reality, right? To stop always striving for more and more and have this gluttonous attitude that's eternal. Um, and it's, it's a profound, it's a, it's a, it is the life changer. Yeah. And, and look, there's, you got a couple statues behind you, right? Julius Caesar, one of them. And, 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 and the reason I'm bringing it up is because stoic philosophy, right? All, all stoicism is, is understand, not all it is, but one of the major key components to stoicism is understand your impulses and don't be a slave to them. That's Absolutely. it. That's right. all that that's the biggest stoic piece of stoic philosophy is understand what's happening in your body and don't be a slave to them, be a master and yeah. take control of them right. instead of like respond or reacting, not even responding, but reacting to everyone. You don't have to do what your mind is telling you to do. And this is when you break free from addiction. There's and, times and, where- you're... And let me, let me compliment that, Mike. And to strive for more noble thoughts. You know, right now I happen to be studying the meditations and <laughs> with, my, with my protege, I've got a protege, uh, and we're turning it into a course uh, simultaneously, which will be on my proficio, my virtual coaching program. Stoicism is even more and more popular, which I don't care about. I mean, it's nice for business, but I, I've really gotten into the practical philosophers. And this Marcus Aurelius, this guy really knew what he was talking about 1800 years ago. He, he published, he wrote the book. It was never meant to be published. All right. And it was for himself. And it is, man, great, practical, really practical stuff. Yeah. And, and, and look, if, if we could advance that to, you know, new age spiritual philosophy of the, you know, two thousands, mm. Dr. David Hawkins, I just have a copy right here. Dr. David Hawkins wrote a book called letting go. And hold, I, I hold the book up, Michael. Hold I, I didn't plan this, okay. but letting go. And 
what what Hawkins talks about is every time all thoughts are are like all involuntary thoughts are records of the past, right? Records of past events, past traumas, past events, past just experiences that you had, that your mind is warning you, hey, let's not repeat this thing, okay? And every time a thought pops up and you acknowledge it and let it go, that's one more layer that you don't have to deal with in the future. And this is how we get our, our like, if you don't, if you're burying those thoughts, Thoughts create emotions, right? You only feel your thoughts, okay? Let, let's slow down and talk about self-mastery. You only feel your thoughts. So when a thought pops up and you honor it, acknowledge it, release it, let it go, then you, you're creating a new future. Because if you suppress those thoughts, then all the only thing that's happening is your past is creating your present, your present's creating your future. So if you let go of this thought, you're, you're literally like something that simple is creating a new future. And what you just shared, Tony, is that as you let those thoughts go of past experiences and traumas, your mind quiets and your, your mind alerts you to less danger in the world, right? And, and that's what creates a more honorable mind and a more positive mind and a more optimistic mind, a more quiet mind, a peaceful mind, a mind capable of, of creating wealth and success by only doing what you love instead of like sacrificing yourself and killing yourself. Absolutely. The great misconception today is that people think that their brain is in charge. And it's such a, such a misconception. Brain is all people, brain is, is, you have a brain to survive. That's why you have a brain, right? And, and it primarily works off the, you know, the fight, the flight or fight uh, mm -hmm. reaction. That's what your brain's for. It's your mind that's actually in charge. And, and for you, if you think, if you're working off compulsions and, and patterns that you don't even think about, that's your brain being in charge and you allowing it. But by, if you say, wait a second, this is not what I want, like Mike did in right. 2016, uh, or, or whatever, you want something else. That's your mind coming into place. And whoa, uh, I'm the one who actually calls the shots here. Not this brain, this, this reptilian thing inside my skull. And the mind, every cell in your body comprises the brain, right? Or the mind, right? So, so, so there's this, there's this one organ that you have that's the muscle that that's the brain, right. but your mind is it comp uh, comprises your entire body because I got this bottle of water here. Don't drink water for a couple weeks or a couple days or whatever, and watch like the only thought that you have over and over is water, 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 water. That's that cell in your big toe that's dehydrated, that's screaming. That's trying to get like get you to focus on getting water. So your mind, your body is your mind, not not just your brain. Your body is your mind, and your body is always trying to keep you safe, or your mind is trying to keep you safe. Your mind is alerting you to dangers, most of which don't exist. And this is the point that your mind's going. Watch it. Watch that pothole. Watch that. Hey, that person's going to hurt you. Watch this person. Hey, don't get into that relationship because remember that time 20 years ago you got hurt? Hey, if you drink that catastrophe, hey, the, the market went down uh, 1%. That's it. Cataclysm. Your mind's just always alerting you to dangers that don't exist. Right. right. We, we have to update that for the, for the modern world. <laughs> and, and we've got to let go of those past traumas and experiences right. that, that keep alerting us to dangers that don't exist exist now but if we don't face them and if we don't if we don't like 
learn how to positively interact with them. We're just going to keep living the same day over and over and over for the rest of our lives. We are totally uh, creatures of habits. We totally work off our patterns. If your patterns are not getting you what you want, then you must make a new pattern to replace the old one. Otherwise, you're doomed. I'm sorry. I don't say that pessimistically. I say it optimistically. No, no, there's a lot of hope in that statement, right? And this is why somebody gets out of like somebody gets out of a marriage that was abusive. And then six months later, they're in another abusive marriage because they haven't become a different person. And it's who they are that that attracts that 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 condition, that circumstance in their life. And if you don't change who you are, you're not going to change what you have in the environment. Right. So so your circumstance will not change you. But when you change who you are, your circumstance will change. Absolutely. So it's, it's a matter of working from the inside out, not outside in. Great stuff. Let's take our final break, unfortunately. So we'll be coming with our last unfortunate segment with Mike. But this has been a great conversation. We'll have one more segment. And this has uh, been in such a joy. Really, I really appreciate it, Mike. Great stuff. Let's, uh, let's hear from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. When people learn something, they want to use it. So it has real value. And the best teacher is experienced. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O. Where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petrozzo. We're having just a, man, just a, such an informative conversation. And I mean, really, for me, it's really been delightful. Uh, Mike, you, you've been an excellent guest and definitely you offer so much value. That's obvious, obviously to my to my audience, but obviously to your, your clients, I can see how much you have to offer people. Great stuff. I really appreciate you coming on. Look. Yeah, you Tony, it, 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 <laughs> no, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. I I, I mean, this is. I, I wish everybody could experience when you you never ever have to work again, <laughs> right? This is this is work. This this is almost like an unfair advantage that we have. What can people do right now to begin to change their lives? Sit still, close your eyes, and pay attention to what's happening in your mind. When when your mind. When you're living a life and worry, fear, and doubt is, is your constant frame, then you're, you're, living, you're living a half-assed life. You're not, you're not living a life. You're, just, you're, you're trying to prevent death, right? And on my podcast, uh, when I, I have a podcast and, and one of my episodes, I can't remember what episode it was, but you know, I said, are you, are you li- literally living soul out or are you just trying to avoid risk and, and, and uncertainty and death, right? Is that, is that your whole premise is that you're just trying to push off, you know, the cataclysm as long as possible. But the point being is, you know, when you don't understand what's happening in your mind. This is why I talk about the four voices. The four voices are insecurity, fear of loss, inadequacy, I'm not good enough, insignificance, I don't matter. And the only one that really brings you wealth, success, and happiness, and that's inspiration. It's that, wow, it's, that powerful, Mike. it's that inside voice that says, here's what we get to do, not here's what we have to do, right? The other ones say, we have to, we have to save money, we have to whatever, we have to buy a new car. That, that voice of insecurity says, here's why we're here. 
This is our purpose. This is our mission. This is, this is how we're designed to impact the world. And we all have that voice of inspiration, but oftentimes, Tony, and this is, this is why, you know, people that are living with their minds and a liability, they're paying attention to insecurity and adequacy and insignificance more than they're paying attention. And, and a lot of times inspiration's overshadowed by fear, worry, and doubt, right? And they're living lives based on worry, dear, worry, fear, and doubt. And there's no way to really live soul out and have a, a, a true, meaningful, happy, fulfilling existence. If all you're trying to do is not die, because you're going to die. <laughs> 100% chance you're, you're, you're going to die. The question is, are you really living? We're actually born to die. And I don't say that cynically. I say that totally factually. And it's just, I can tell it's even, it, it, it might even be more natural than birth itself. Dying is a once in a lifetime opportunity, right? <laughs> Don't rush so, to it, but uh, it's coming. One, one of my, one of, I mentioned Eckhart Tolle, another one of my favorite, number, another one of my favorite, like, I guess, I don't know, gurus or maybe he's yogis or whatever. His name's Michael Singer and he wrote a great book. Michael who? Singer, Michael Singer. And he oh, wrote, Singer. A, he wrote a couple books, the, the Untethered Soul, which is probably his most popular, the Surrender Experiment, and his, his new one, it's called Living Untethered. I don't, I don't get any royalties for that. But the point is, he says, listen, you're, there's two certainties in your life. You were born and you're going to die. Absolutely. If you're, all you're doing is grasping for survival between those two, you're screwed. Yep. You're not really living. You're, you're, you're literally, you're living 10% of, of the, the capabilities of your life. And all you're doing is white knuckling, hoping, you know, that you can, again, prevent that cataclysm as long as possible. To me, life, life is, is to make my dream real. That's what, that's what life is for for me. Make my dream real. That's it. Three things. Last exhale. My last exhale, I got these three things that I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I hold myself accountable for these every second. These are my goals. Number one is to make the world a more loving place. And that is the entire mission of my business, to make the world a more loving place. Number two is to positively impact the people, the lives of the people that I love and serve. Number two. Number three is to have the time of my life to do it doing it all of it Fantastic. right awesome. it's not about accumulation it's not about wealth it's not about the size of my house and i do have sizable wealth but that shit that that doesn't matter trust me when you have it it, it becomes less important uh, like but like creating love and creating positive impact in the world and having a good time doing it all that's the marrow of life man that's stuff. what it's really at. you must have great great content because you mentioned speaking of authors singer you you wrote the imposter in charge that was your first book uh well, well sum that up in, in a sentence or two what was that about yeah take it, it it was my take take my mask off here's all my shit i'm not hiding anymore right and and here's like the here's the way i started to put my life back together great great your second book was prosperity principles uh yeah and what was that about it, it's about understanding the, the parts of your humanity that you need to grow on a daily basis, right? You, you, need, you need to like just start being you, your authenticity, your physical, your mental, your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being. And it's making sure that you're growing these every single day because they're, they're your assets and your tools for, for creating an awesome life. Fantastic. And your forthcoming book is Spiritual Liberation. What's, what, what are, what's in store for the people in that one? 
Yeah, it's about healing and resolving these internal conflicts and creating prosperity in the world. When I say prosperity, I'm talking about internal and external wealth. So people, most people are here trying to create external wealth, but they do it at the, you know, while they're neglecting what's really happening inside. And, And when you've experienced internal and external wealth, you know that internal wealth is way more important way more meaningful and way more beneficial than external wealth. Right. But Absolutely. Uh, it, it's about facing what's happening inside of you and mastering, mastering your, your inner game. Great stuff, Mike. My final question is we talked, you talked about, uh, you know, what people can do right now to change their lives. How do you help people accelerate that process? Yes. Yeah, so I've built the most loving, awesome, amazing, accepting, uh, appreciative community that I've ever seen. I've actually built a, the community that I've always wanted to be a part of, but I couldn't find. And uh, I call them my, my inner circle. And I have groups of mostly business owners, mostly entrepreneurs, but not only. But what we're after is resolving internal conflicts and creating prosperity and cheering each other on and celebrating each other and giving support and sharing resources and sharing stories, but, but mostly holding that safe place for people as they resolve their, their inner conflicts, their shame and, and some experiences that happen. There's tears, there's laughter, but, but there's always love and it's the most loving community. But I also have um, on my website, I have a free course. It's called the inner game of wealth, basic training. And, and it's the first step. It, it really is the, the avenue to connect to those four voices that are running rampant in your mind and really starting to understand what they're telling you, understand what, you know, what's driving you on a daily basis and shifting from insecurity and adequacy and insignificance into inspiration and living like the life of your dreams. Fantastic. So to reiterate, if people want to get involved with that group, where do they go? Go to my website livesoulout.com l-i-v-e-s-o-u-l-o-u-t.com and right on the front page it says register for the uh for for the basic training it'll also invite you to an interactive training with me and a session with me where we're actually going to do the work in the basic training and then i'll i'll invite you into you know new new happenings in in the business new events that we're planning and and so that's uh uh that's live soulout.com and the uh, where they can go and get that that free gift is that the same website or is that a different yeah, go on if you go to that website and you can also go to livesoulout.com forward slash or dot com forward slash basic training but if you just go to livesoulout.com it's right there it's it, there's a button right on the front page uh i i want right. to gift this to the world but it it, it really does create uh, a lot of the change meaningful change Great in the world stuff. and and i also have a podcast called lead love profit play it's available on all the major players but really it is about conquering the inner game the inner game of wealth fantastic mike you have been an awesome fantastic really a great guest i really appreciate it do you have any final remarks for the audience yeah well thanks for having me tony um i appreciated being here it's awesome i love i love being able to speak and encourage the world don't live a half-assed life you're not here just to accumulate you're not just here to possess. You're not just here to, you know, to seek all this external wealth. You literally are here to live full of peace and love and joy and never, ever give up. Those are your gifts. Those are your prime gifts that life has like gifted you. And if you're not receiving them, 
you're doing something wrong. Thank you very much, Mike. Great stuff. And remember, everyone, we're all responsible for ourselves and we could all use a little help. With that, I'll see you on the next episode of the Self-Help Coaching Podcast. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.